Well, we're going to give you an extra bonus edition of Goldie's podcast. We're slated to do eight of these through the year, but this is an extra one. So we're doing it right. as number nine. Uh, our podcast will be uh, presented each year with Sean Gold, where the head coach of the Minnetonka Skippers by Crossover. That's a better game film for every team. That's what they do. Check them out online at Crossover. That's with a K.com. And also my good friend and yours, too. Uh, we can't forget about Chris Bonvino and Gemini Athletic, where uh, he's in on this, doing a lot of our game coverage, too, as well. And I know he's been a partner of uh, of the Minnetonka Skippers for quite some time. Yep. Jersey and now team apparel needs as good as it gets. Sean, how are you, buddy? I'm well. We're excited to get going. We're about a week out from uh, the first day of tryouts on the 12th. And uh, the kids, you can start to feel the energy pick up. The captain's practice is getting stale. Uh, Elite League's over. Uh, Triple A's over. It's time. It's time to get the kids together. Well, it's funny because I saw you uh, when we came in here, and I said, we're almost here, and you, you just kind of nonchalantly said, hey, we got a week. Like, that was about a month, yeah. you know. But uh, I suppose for you, the anticipation uh, and getting to the year, especially in the afterglow of winning that uh, state title, I mean, how awesome is that? Um, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talk and excitement about that, but it, it's got to feel like let's get on the ice and let's get this new group together. Well, yeah. I mean, I, last year the one thing I learned about working with this age group is that uh, you just you just live in the moment, you live in the day, and if you get too far ahead of yourself, uh, things change in a week and a month. Uh, there's injuries, um, expectations, uh, their bodies change. These kids' games change in, just within months in front of your eyes. So uh, we're going to live day by day. We did that last year. I thought we did a really good job of keeping our composure last year. Uh, everyone that we brought in throughout the year, including Tom Satterdahl when he came in, and he said, listen, tournament starts on Thursday. I know you want to start it on Monday, but you're just going to waste all your energy and all your focus. It was really good advice by Tom, and that's what we had been preaching all year as a staff, too, to the kids. So uh, we live week to week and then almost day to day, and the kids like that. Uh, so when you live in that moment, the kids enjoy it, and I think everybody kind of enjoys the journey of the season rather than uh, making comparisons. Uh, speaking of comparisons, last year's team, you had 10 dynamic seniors, a lot of guys that really contributed to the final outcome of this this team and how things worked. And, you know, I think largely they're a big part of your identity. In high school sports, it's great because you never have the same team two years in a row. It's always going to change. You know, this group, obviously, is it a rinse and repeat, replace, or does it take on a whole different complexion from what you see? Well, I think to be fair to the kids, you have to take on a whole different com- complexion. Comparisons can be toxic. You know, um, the end journey, we want it to be the same and compete for a state championship. But, uh, you know, losing a game early might not be a bad thing. And, and going through some struggles early or injuries can always galvanize you too. So last year what I really appreciated about those 10 seniors is they were committed as a group to do it together uh, from the day one. Even when I interviewed for the job, that was a resounding mm-hmm comment from every one of those kids that we know our roles we want to do it this together we've been together since we were squirts let's finish what we started and i think that was a unique group and and uh, to put that on every class is going to be tough because they're not going to be always 10 guys deep and they're not going to have all their roles figured out so um we got a lot of kids in this program that can play and they're going to move into different spots and different roles and it's kind of fun watching a kid that was maybe a third or fourth liner jump to the first line next year maybe get some power play time and special teams time and they've earned it and it's their time to shine so uh we're excited about kind of getting the kids i think we have a pretty good pulse from the summer that we had with with the stp program in the in the uh, june and july and then you know getting a good look at our kids that were playing in this fall 
Um, they're all growing. They're getting stronger. Um, their games are getting more confident. So it'll be interesting putting the pieces of the puzzle back together. And, and I'm a big believer. I think this is why this is the best level to coach is because uh, they grow in the roles. They, they, their games change. And in college sometimes uh, kids kind of become who they are and they get settled into that one role for the next two or three years, and it gets a little stale. It really mm-hmm. does, not only for the players but for the coaches. So it, it's fun being dynamic. It's fun when things change. You just got to be pretty mature about how to handle it. So uh, one of the things we, we talked about prior to coming on was we got a, a returning goaltender who was on the all-tournament team, yep. a couple of defensemen too that are pretty darn good that are going to be seniors this year. Um, they're offensive in, in their approach too as well, the defensemen. The goaltender is very solid. That's got to really help you when you mentioned the third or fourth liner jumping up to uh, power play, first line, second line time. When you've got stability on the back end, it allows you to be a little more open-ended on the uh, offensive end, doesn't it? Well, for sure. I, 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 you know, I don't know of any coach in hockey that's won a significant game without a great goaltender, and it, it's tough. In some years, you're going to have a really good team with a lot of depth, and you might have a young goaltender who's just trying to figure it out. Uh, we've all been through those situations. Um, you're kind of hoping that the kid can mature quickly and figure it out. But, you know, goaltending is an acquired skill. It takes a lot of mental toughness, and you need a kid that's been through the, kind of the battles and some frustrations and, and maybe had a poor game and then rebound. And that's what Charlie is. Charlie Charlie's a heck of a goaltender. We think he's one of the top kids in the state. Um, I think we're really excited for Charlie this year because, you know, his senior year, uh, it certainly looks like he's going to be the bell cow, the guy that can play the majority of the games where that hasn't been the case up until this year. So, uh, you know, he's he's healthy. Um, he's 100%. Uh, it looks like he had a really strong finish to the Elite League, and uh, we're excited for him to kind of start. That's a great starting point for any program working from the goal line out. Um, then on top of that, we you know we really feel like Josh, you know, Lidke and, and Grant Doctor paired together are the best tandem in the state. Um, when they were together last year, we didn't lose a game. So uh, as juniors, uh, they understand the game. They understand what we're trying to do systematically as a program. They both have offensive abilities to get up in the play and, and create more of an advantageous, advantageous rush. Uh, but they also feed off each other really, really well. So uh, that's a great starting point too. We feel like we have two of the top, you know, ten team, ten defensemen in the state, you know, sitting on our blue line. But we also have great depth. You know, we have kids that played. You know, three more kids that played in the state tournament back there. Uh, we have a lot of forwards back that played in the state tournament that, that kind of saw what happened. And our JV program was outstanding last year. The, those guys were playing toe-to-toe with the best teams in the state as well. So uh, as we mature, it's going to be interesting. I think we'll have a lot of depth this year again. Um, it'll be interesting how the roles kind of take place. But we have great leadership right now uh, with Josh, Josh Lickey and, uh, and uh, Jack Bayless. Uh, and then in Grant Doctor as our three captains, and those guys will kind of galvanize us as we get going in November. You know, we talked about you got a great picture here from the state tournament of yourselves and the uh, Duluth East Greyhounds on the uh, Blue Lions for the National Anthem. Massive crowd and uh, incredible environment, uh, the state tournament. You know, the focus of high school hockey is so great here in the state of Minnesota. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll challenge Indiana basketball and Texas football all day long. Bring it on. The, the level of distraction that can come in, I think, for these kids of everybody loves to compare, as you said earlier, and it's not fair uh, to do that. There's a lot of comparison. There's a lot of, well, this team can do this. It's great for the game. I mean, on the outside, as long as you can keep it insulated for the fodder because fans love it. They, they thoroughly love the game and, and, and love what it has to offer. Now your team is part of Hockey Day Minnesota, and they're the Dream State team 
plenty more distractions out there. Yeah. Um, great for the program, yet you're probably tough on you to manage as well. How do you handle that? Well, I think you handle it with a great staff to start with, and then you also have to really preach to the kids mental maturity and focus. And we did that all last year, too. So we wouldn't agree to both of those um, events uh, throughout the year if we didn't think we could handle it. Um, we have kids that have kind of uh, been through this process a little bit. We also have a staff that really believes in, in mental maturity and focus. And, and we actually train the kids that way. We give them a lot of distractions during the week, in practice, off ice, on ice, to really get them to dial in when it really matters. And, you know, when I think back of that, uh, you know, state tournament experience that we had last year, I, I told the kids we're going we're gonna to take our moments to you know, enjoy it, you know, look around, soak it up because it doesn't happen very often. Uh, I was 18 when I went through it, and I really enjoyed that that experience. So I wanted them to do it. But then there's a time where you got to mentally dial in, and uh, I told them that each time the national anthem anthem starts, that's when you got to you got to kind of dial it in and and get refocused and reset and get onto what we do and do it well. And I think it showed. I think our kids showed their mental maturity. Uh, but that was a process that we started throughout the entire year whether we gave them uh, additional reps in practice or different distractions in practice. Uh, you know, you can do a lot of research on this stuff. Uh, it's probably the number one reason why kids, you know, fail or succeed. It's not their skill sets. It's usually their focus and their attention to detail. So we really believe in that, and uh, it, it takes a different approach with the staff. you got to be a little bit more prepared. But we have a good group of guys here working with our kids. Uh, they all believe in this. Obviously, doing Hockey Day or doing Dream States, it's not just great for your high school program. It's great for your community, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to build something bigger than ourselves here. So uh, I think Minnetonka in general is going to gain, gain having both those experiences. Absolutely. And then uh, finally, you take a look at your schedule this year. It's beefy. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's a really, really good schedule. What do you like about it? Well, I like the fact that by the time it's over, we'll be ready. That it's over. Uh, you know, yeah. It, you know, by the time we hit playoff time yeah. and into the section seedings, uh, wherever we fall in the seedings, we'll be galvanized. We'll be ready to go and play just about anybody, anywhere, anytime. So we felt that way last year. Uh, we were able to, you know, uh, make a couple changes and get some teams that we normally don't play. Uh, play a little bit heavier. Looks like we got a pretty good crossover with Section Seven. Uh, you know, when you got Duluth East and you got Hermantown and you got Cloquet and Duluth Marshall and Elk River, you know, we got all those guys on our schedule. So, you know, we're going to have to play a little heavier game when we play this, you know, the, the Northern boys. Um, but then we're also going to have to play a, a skill game when you're in the late conference and you're getting up and down the ice with Edina, Eden Prairie, Wyzetta. That's not an easy uh, week either. So I think what helped us last year is that we were able to win games in a lot of different methods. Uh, we, could, we, could, we could score goals, but we could also defend. And if we needed to play heavy, we could play heavy. So um, there's different times of the year that, that require a different game. Um, you have to be able to morph and, 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 and respond accordingly. Uh, high school hockey is a sprint. It's 16 weeks. It's, it's a lot of fury. It's a lot of intensity. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, your ability to kind of lock in on each opponent and keep it day-to-day is, is, is kind of the beauty of the situation. I know it sounds cliche-wise, but it really is a, a great way to approach it for these kids. The, the more you put on their plate when you look week-to-week or month-to-month, it gets a little too much for these kids. Uh, most of these teenagers don't know what they had for breakfast yesterday, and they certainly aren't knowing what they're going to have for dinner tomorrow. So we're going to live in the day. We're going to worry about lunch and dinner and practice on the day, and then we're going to go from there. But our schedule is outstanding. I'd encourage anyone to watch uh, watch us in person, but also watch your online broadcasts. Uh, this is good hockey. 
Um, you know, I was in the college game for 20 years and, and didn't really know what to expect last year. And I can honestly tell you, uh, there's a really good product out here right now. Minnesota hockey is about as strong as it can be at this moment, whether we're pushing kids on to the next level, whether it be Division One or, or uh, Division Three, or, or the fact it's just really high-end, good hockey. And uh, we should be really proud about that in Minnesota. You know, you bring up a really good point, Sean. I've been announcing games of some sort since 87. And, um, You're that old. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me too. Yeah, we're, we're, we're the same vintage. So, so, but it's one of those things where you look back at it and, and over the time, and, you know, there's some people that were leaving it out for dead, let's say, in 04 in that era. And I can say, just echo what you just said, the level of play that I see on a night-to-night basis is incredible and it's never been this good and these kids have really taken to the game and there's so many high-end quality players great coaching i've never seen it look as well-rounded i guess and less individualized ever uh as a game at a level at the high school level ever well i think overall if you can just look at the pure skill sets of the kids it's it's significantly higher than it was when i played in 90 and then as it's progressed through the last you know three or four decades so um, you know, these kids have a lot of skills, but you're also seeing a lot of guys um, that are really enhancing their coaching development. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I think I have a ton of respect for the Kurt Giles and the Mike Randolphs of the world, Pat O'Leary, you know, Lee Smiths. I mean, when I came back into coaching, to me, it wasn't a step down. It was a lateral step. You know, uh, there's a lot of good coaches at this level giving their time and their energy back to the, the communities that they're from and that they live in and uh, it just you can see it night in night out in the the product it doesn't really matter if you're in the western suburbs or if you're on the east side or you go up north and you watch a game up there it's impressive and and we're producing a lot of really high-end players and you don't have to go any further you just you can look at the the the, you know the drafts whether it's the ushl or if you move on to you know even higher end drafts minnesota's littered all over the place with this stuff and and what i'm probably the most proud about uh, being a product of the state of hockey and coming back to my community that helped shape me as a young man is, is we're shaping young men into, into leaders. Uh, you look at the NHL right now, there are a lot of captains in the NHL that are products of Minnesota hockey and kids that stayed through their senior year. Uh, that doesn't happen. That is probably something that isn't talked about as much, um, but it's probably really special. And I think if you go to talk to any of those guys, you only get a chance to learn how to be a true leader once early in your life. Uh, it might take time later in your 20s, but when you have to put a C on and be in charge of something bigger than yourself at 17 or 18, those are really important years developing a young man. So we should be really proud about what we do here. We do it as a group. Um, people rotate, champions rotate around here, but we seem to always be more worried about the product of Minnesota hockey first and foremost, and then the product of your community second. It's really interesting you brought that up because I was looking at Anders Lee, who has yeah. a C on with the Islanders, had the C at Notre Dame, and then in high school stayed through his senior year yeah. as well. Um, you think about, wow, is it, you know, Minnesota kid to do that in that city. You know, there's a lot expected yeah. of you. But then you think about it and you go, oh, he's been there, done that twice. And um, that's what this stuff does, and that's why it's really okay to stay and do that. I, I think so. You know, at that age, you know, you have to learn real quick that it's not about you. And your skill sets will, will, will come and go. But uh, usually your staying power in the NHL has a lot to do more to do with your character and your leadership. So 
uh, it's really enjoyable watching a guy like Anders Lee go through it and, and having watched his career since he was a little guy mm-hmm. all the way through, and then I'll watch him in the NHL on a nightly basis. And you can go as far as watching Oshie. You can watch, you know, even the Parisies of the world, the Taves, you know. Those kids come out of Shattuck, you know, they're part of our fabric too. Absolutely. And it, it's really cool to see that we have such a big thumbprint in the NHL. So, um, you know, I think that's that's kind of an understated value of our programs here. Uh, sometimes when you're young and you're trying to leave too soon, you miss out on those opportunities and to develop, you know, both mentally and mature-wise and develop your integrity and your leadership and all the things that matter in life when you move on. And, uh, the, you know, people kind of, I think, look at our culture up here in high school hockey and kind of poke fun at it sometimes that's a little bit of a cult and gets a little crazy but when people care about something and they're passionate about something that's pretty special well there's usually a reason yeah and there is a reason we have a great product here so i know it really uh mattered to me uh to come back home to get back to minnetonka and give back to the community that helped shape me and uh i never once uh wonder if i'm putting enough minutes into the program or enough time into the program to me, it's uh, I can't give back enough. So, and I know that uh, you know, speaking to the other coaches in the in the communities around here, they feel the same way. So um, that's a, that's a big piece about it. And the kids care about hockey here, and and we have a great uh, community system here where kids can play hockey and not have to spend ten, twelve, fifteen thousand dollars to play it. So let's enjoy it. Let's do that, Goldie. Silky smooth. Loved <laughs> it. Always. We got more of these coming. Goldie's podcast. We'll be back with more coming up in a couple of weeks. So long, everybody.